On today's show, Luka Doncic is having an incredible stretch to his career, but is it the best stretch we've seen from him, the best start to his career? Talk about that, and why can't the Mavericks beat good teams? Talk about that and more today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Maps your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section, is this the best start to Luca's career so far? In his career. Let me know. I'm curious what you guys have to say about that. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LockdownNBA for $20 off your first purchase. On the show today, why can't the Mavericks beat good teams? They've gotten a bunch of, they've lost 10 times. One of them is a real bad loss to Memphis. One of them is like a matchup loss, Toronto. They're like not a good team, but a bad matchup for the Mavericks. Not a good team, not a bad team. Eight of their 10 losses are against good teams that I would call Denver twice, Milwaukee, Minnesota, OKC, Sacramento, the Clippers and the Pelicans. And so I want to break that down, see what the Mavericks can do and, and then talk about, see if they can fix any of that kind of stuff. Cause I just wanted to deep dive into those, see if there's any trends, but I want to start with, is this Luca's best start to his season? Because we've seen some incredible, some crazy stuff from Luca. And I want to preface all of this. My, my, I have been very sick today. And so if I make no sense today, comment below what you talking about. <laughs> just, just do that. If I ever make no sense in this, let me know in the comment section. Let me know on Twitter, on X, whatever. Uh, let me know. I think I'm going to make sense today, but I, there's a chance that I may not. So here we go. Here's my best start. Luka Doncic off to one of the best starts to his season and just having an incredible, just having an incredible last couple of weeks right here. He was named player of the week in the NBA. This is his stat since he has become a father, which I think has been kind of a turning point. 36 and a half points, nine rebounds, 11 and a half assists. He's shooting 49, 38, 82%. That's field goals, three point percentage and free throw percentage. Since becoming a dad in the eight games, Luca has been incredible. Now he's had to play more minutes because Kyrie has been out. They've been playing against um, some bad teams in that stretch a little bit here and there, but Still, just an incredible stretch to Luca's to Luca's career right now. It's been awesome to watch. It's been awesome to see what he's been doing. The thing that I think has really stood out, though, we've talked about this several times, and I, I don't get tired of talking about it, is his leadership. His leadership has taken another level. We've we've complained more, I think, on this show about him not getting like him not getting. Uh, respect from the refs or respect from, you know, certain things that happen like, Oh, he's he got the other night. He got hit in the face. I feel like we have complained more about this on his show than he there on the show than he has. I think he has really taken a step up when it comes to leadership in that regard. I think he's taken a step up in leadership when it comes to players around him, the players that he, you know, is trying to elevate. You've seen him get excited for guys like Dante Exum. You've seen him get excited for guys like Derek Lively and, to Derek Jones Jr. You've seen him get real pumped about about those guys and wanting to take it take it the next step. He's also taken another step forward in terms of his conditioning. He's playing a ton of minutes right now. His minutes are kind of insane. The amount of minutes that Luca is playing so far 
or at least the last last stretch here. Uh, just in this last, let's go back to like just that since that OKC game. So basically this eight game stretch since he's become a dad, he's played 46, 32, 41, 44, 43, 39, 37, and 36. And two of those 30 ones were, were in losses where they just got destroyed. So like in some of these wins that the Mavs are having to pull out, even against bad teams, he's playing a ton of minutes. But his conditioning and his body work, like everything that he's done, I feel like has really taken that next step. He's hired a, uh, he's hired like a, I guess you call it a trainer. What did they officially call it? I want to go back and look at the report. Uh, he, he hired a director of health and performance. That's what they're calling it. It's a director of health and performance just for Luca. Like he hired that this person. Uh, that's a person that worked with him at Real Madrid. And he also hired a, a full strength and conditioning coach. It's somebody that we've come to know as, or come to know as Mavs fans. When we watched Luca in with the Slovenian national team, this same guy is now working with, with Luca on the Mavericks and traveling with them and working on Luca's strength and conditioning full time. He also has hired a personal nutritionist. He hired all three of these people to try and, you know, take this next step in his career. And this is the step we've wanted him to see. And we wanted to see it. And man, he's having an incredible start, but is it the best start to his career so far? The Mavs are 16 and nine. You got to take team record into it. I think last year they in the let's this is Luca's first 25 games. This took me a while to like put together to figure out what their record was in Luca's first 25, not just the team's first 25 games. This year they've been 16 and nine. Year before, so 2022, 23, they were 14 and 11. They were 16 and nine the year before that. That's the 21, 22 season. 12 and 13 in the 2020, 2021 season, and then. They were 17 and eight. That's the best technical record start. That was his second year, 1920. And then they were 14 and 11, his rookie year in Luca's first 25 games. So this is not technically the best record start of his career. That has to go back to his second year. This year, he's averaging just about 33 points. It's about the same as it was last season. Uh, definitely the two best, like scoring wise, like scoring numbers wise seasons he's had so far in the, his first 25 games. And then he's had about about eight and a half rebounds. That's about on par. His second year in his first 25 games, he averaged 9.6 rebounds a game, which is kind of wild. But he's you know basically on par. This year, though, 9.1 assists. The second highest mark in his first 25 games so far in his career. So he is... He's putting up a ton of he's putting up a ton of stats, some of the best stats we've seen from him. But it's not like leaps and bounds better than what he's been before. Luca's put up some crazy stats. Like, just think about some of the things that we've seen from Luca. The difference between I think what Luca is doing now and maybe why it looks a little different. So 33 points a game he's averaging right now, same as last season. So there's two best scoring starts to a season in his career. This year so far, 23 field goal attempts, 10 three point attempts per game, and eight free throw attempts. Last year, the year before, so basically the year before, it was basically switched. He averaged eight three points a game and 10 free throw attempts per game. So he's getting less free throw attempts this season, taking more three point uh, shots this season, and he's hitting more three point shots. That's the thing that has been very different for him to start this season. He's hitting the, the, he's hitting the, uh, the three point shots. And that's been just a huge, it's been a huge development so far this season. Uh, his, his three point and his free throw percentage are both up and both career highs. Yeah. Both career highs so far for Luca. He's shooting more efficiently. He's getting his shots better. You can tell that he's just grown in, you know, in certain areas on how to get his shot and how to create space. And like it just is all coming together for him at this point. So is this the best start to his career? 
Yes, I think it is. I think this is the best start, 25-game start that we've seen from him so far. We haven't seen him miss any games with injury so far. He's only missed the one game due to the birth of his uh, child. And we've seen him, you know, play deep into the into games and still have it late in games. And, and the Mavericks are, you know, playing really well in the clutch so far this season. It's just his shooting efficiency going up has just been such a big thing for the Mavericks, for the Mavericks offense, and for, you know, for him in general and just with his game. So to answer my question, yes, I think this is the best start to his season so far. Let me know in the comments if you disagree that it's the best start to his season so far. I'm curious if anybody has anything different to say. Uh, right now, but the Mavericks are, are playing really well, nine and two in clutch games, and they're just you know they're playing some pretty good basketball when Luca is out there and he has some help. And so let's talk about that. Why have the Mavericks not been able to beat good teams at time? I'm curious what you think about that. I'm curious how. Uh, let's break down some of these games. I really wanted to deep dive into it and see why they're not beating good teams. I'll explain why coming up. Today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has the uh, parts for your car, and they know that every part needs to be the right fit. That's why they partnered up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouring the waiver wire, every week they're going to provide us. You know, Josh is going to provide players that'll fit on your roster with eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. All right, we talked about Grayson Allen the day before. Let's talk about let's talk about Tari Eason. That's a player I've really liked, and the Mavericks could really use a guy like Tari Eason. Josh says, Tari Eason still coming off the bench, but it doesn't really matter as Ime Odoka has found minutes for him. He is a strong fantasy value per minute option who becomes useful to everybody as these minutes tip, tick up. I think that he'll eventually find more time in the Rockets lineup because of, of his defense and how good he's been. Uh, I just think that that's, uh, that's a player you can look to, for in fantasy. And just like Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is here to help you with your championship team uh for your fantasy team your championship run for your fantasy team ebay motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle so check out ebay motors and see what you need for your car they have all the kind of stuff 122 million parts that you can pick from your car that's an insane amount uh just think about wipers roof rack bumpers whatever your car needs ebay motors has it and with the guaranteed fit you know that it's guaranteed to fit your car the first time every time or your money back again go to ebay guaranteed fit only available to us customers eligible items only exclusions apply keep your ride or die alive at ebay motors Uh oh guess what day it is All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with me on Lockdown Mavs, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. If you want to support the show, get texts from me, ask questions, uh, get content during games, after games, all that kind of stuff, exclusive video content. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description or text the number. You'll be subscribed to it. You can try it for free. And if you try it for free and you like it, then subscribe and it helps support the show. And I do more. The more people I get on there, the more stuff I'll do. Right? Like that's <laughs> ROI. That's how it works. Okay, let's talk about the Mavericks. Why can't they be good teams? Here's the breakdown for the Mavericks so far. 16 wins, 10 losses. Feeling pretty good. The wins, five of them I would say would be good wins right now. Orlando, the Lakers twice, the Clippers, and the Pelicans. I would, I would say those are all good wins now. If you look at the standings, look at where these teams are. These are teams above 500. The Pelicans are five games above 500. Clippers are the same record as the Mavericks right now, so you've got to count it as a good win at this point, even though they went through that weird losing streak. Uh, Orlando is playing really well at 16-9, and nine, even though they've had a couple losses recently. And uh, the Lakers twice. I, even though the Lakers are 15-12, I still consider both of those good wins for the Mavs. They've had two solid wins. 
Brooklyn and Houston that are just like, all right, took, you know, beat teams. Those teams are hovering around 500. So two solid wins. And then they've had nine business wins. I'm going to call them business wins. Washington, Utah, Portland twice, Memphis twice, Charlotte, the Spurs. And then I'll put the Bulls in there as well as like took care of business, made sure that they, they won. So five, five good wins, two solid wins and nine business wins. You look at the losses side of it. Like I said earlier, they've had one bad loss, the Memphis game. That was the one without Luca where Kyrie played and, he, you know, they just didn't get it done. That's a really bad loss. Even without, even without Luca, it's still a bad loss. One matchup loss, the Toronto Raptors. Lively didn't play that game, but you still, if Luca and Kyrie can't beat the Raptors at home, that was brutal. Eight losses against good teams. Denver twice, Milwaukee, Minnesota, OKC, Sacramento, the Clippers, and the Pelicans. Losses to good teams. So what has happened? Why can the Mavericks not beat these good teams? I went through and I wanted to break it down. And let's just break it down like, um, let's just break it down. I almost said bionically. What's the, what's the phrase for like, look at it in, in two different, I'm just looking at two different categories right now. Did the offense fail them or the, did, did the defense fail them? Biometrically? What's the, what's the phrase? This is where I would ask Isaac if, if he was here. What's this word? He would have no idea. And then we would just keep going on. So uh, they've had four games where their offense has stalled out where just they have you know, terrible offensive rating, can't get it done. It's just like that offensive rating is just not going to get it done ever. That was the Pelicans game. Remember, they just got destroyed in that game, the second one after they they won the first one. The Clippers game, they scored 88 points, just a brutal outing. And then the recent Timberwolves game and this last Nuggets game, their offense completely stalled out. Two of those games, the Clippers and the, and the Timberwolves, the Mavs shot like 22% from three. 9 of 38 from 3 in the Clippers game, 7 of 32 from 3 in the Timberwolves game. You can maybe shrug and just say it was because they didn't make threes. You make threes, maybe you beat those teams. I think in the Clippers case, it was probably a little bit more than that. In the Timberwolves case, I think you can make a case. The Mavs lose that game by, by what did they lose by? Uh, I guess they lost by 18. <laughs> Still, either Either way. They missed a ton of threes. It's a huge, crucial part of their offense. And so if they miss a bunch of threes, maybe you can just chalk it up to, well, they missed a ton of threes. So four games where the Mavs offense has stalled out. Okay. Uh, these are all against what are I call good teams. There have been six games where the defense has completely broken down. The, nugget, the two Nuggets games they've played so far, the Pelicans game I mentioned before, the Bucks game where the Mavs came down to the wire. It was a clutch game. They could have won that. They had a chance, didn't end up pulling it out. The Kings game, that was the second night of a travel back-to-back the very next night after that Bucks game. So that one maybe you can chalk up to shrug your shoulders and say it was a travel back-to-back. Teams don't win those very often. It's like 40% or something like that. And then the Thunder game, the defense just completely broke down. That's when the Mavericks had to go on that 30-0 run just to get back in the game and still didn't win it. So you've had six games where the defense completely bottoms out, where their defensive rating is like 122 points allowed per 100 possessions or worse. Two of those games that I just mentioned, both things happened. The Pelicans game and this recent Nuggets game, both the offense stalled out and the defense stalled out. Those are what slightly calls toilet games. And maybe you throw in, maybe you throw in the Timberwolves game in that one, and then also the Clippers game that they lost when they scored 88 points because they had a pretty below average defense. It wasn't completely bottoming out. Like I didn't completely count that. So you've had four games essentially where their offense and defense just failed them. 
Maybe those are toilet games. You flush them and you move on. Teams have those. Every team has those. Every single team in the league. Even the, the Celtics. The Celtics will have a loss. The Celtics are 20-5 and five as I'm recording this before the, the night's games on, on Tuesday. The Celtics lost to the Sixers, the Timberwolves, the Hornets in overtime, Orlando, and Indiana. Like, not even, the Hornets one is bad, but not even, like, the worst losses. And their fans will still come on to whatever platform and comment, oh, everything's falling apart. Like, just, and they just, you know, this team can't win. Well, happens to every fan base. So, but the Mavericks have had four of these games so far where everything is just broken down and hasn't worked. So maybe you throw those games out. That still is four losses against te- against teams where uh, what happened? Well, and the other four, the defense broke down. So I think the reason why the Mavericks can't beat, beat good teams, if I just look through this all kind of objectively, try to just look at offense, defense, what's happening, the Mavs defense is failing them. <laughs> amazing, and amazing, incredible Conclusion that I have made deep diving into all these losses, trying to figure out through numbers and through my, you know, what I've seen watching all of these games, uh, being there for some of them in person, uh, just all that with just what an incredible conclusion I have come to that the Mavericks defense is failing them. <laughs> it's more about the defense failing them in that they can't just hold the fort. They can't just. Is that Hold the fort. That can't be a good phrase. Maybe I shouldn't use that one anymore. They can't just, they can't just hold, like keep the dam, like, like they can't just keep the dam from breaking basically, right? Like they just get cracks in the defense and a crack will happen and a crack will happen, whether it's transition defense, the half court defense, something will happen. And then all of a sudden the dam breaks and the Mavs just bottom out on defense. It's happened six times so far this season where they have their defense just completely bottomed out against good teams. They can't defend against these good teams. And I think that's something that they're really struggling with so far. So how do they fix that? What else have we seen in some of these games? Uh, There's been injuries in some of them. How have injuries affected some of these? Let's talk about all that uh, and uh, how the Mavericks can fix some of these awful, awful losses coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has all kinds of tickets for you. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next big event. Game Time has you covered with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Go to GameTime.co. I do it every time I do one of these, and I start thinking about things that I want to do. Uh, The 21st, when is that? Thursday? Canucks versus the Stars at the American Airlines. The Mavericks have a game that day? They do, of course. Well, no, they don't. Thursday, no, they don't. Uh, Man, that's a game I may want to go to on Thursday. You can go and get some, there's 30 bucks. You can get tickets right now to go see the Stars and see see them play at the American Airlines Center. And you know that you're going to get a guarantee with the GameTime app, GameTime.co, or download the app. Again, GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem your code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Shut it down! All right, Isaac, let's get back into these Mavs losses. Earlier, I made the stunning, incredible, insanely insightful conclusion that the Mavericks' defense is failing them. (laughs) It's true. Their defense is failing them with how it completely bottoms out at times. And so how – so 
so that's that's the one conclusion I've come to going through and deep diving some of these losses is that they need to figure out how to make sure the dam doesn't break. And with the Mavericks defense, you have to have everybody involved. Everybody has to be working together. When the Mavericks have had good defensive moments, think back to, I'm just going to keep going back to that OKC run. Everybody's flying around. Everybody's connected. Everybody is talking together. And I think some of this will come with, with chemistry and with working together and with making sure that everybody knows where they're supposed to be and effort. I'm going to believe Jason Kidd and Luca and Tim Hardaway and Kyrie and Maxi and everybody that has told me it's effort. Our defense relies on effort. And so when they're shorthanded in some of these losses and four of the Mavs eight losses against good teams, the ones that I was referencing earlier, they were without either Kyrie or Derek Lively. In the Nuggets game, they were without both, the one that they just played. Lively also was out for the Clippers game that they lost. They had uh, their offense stalled out and their defense was fairly, fairly below average. So that's a sign. Kyrie and Tim and, and Exum were out for the Thunder game. Notable. That one, the defense just broke down. Although Kyrie and Tim, I don't know if they contribute that much to the defense, but you know you can take what you want from that. And then against the Timberwolves, Kyrie was also out and the offense stalled. They've had two games where the offense completely stalled out that Kyrie wasn't there for. The Nuggets and the Timberwolves, the ones that they just had this week. Luka has this huge workload on him, needs one more player to step up and to score, and they didn't get it. And Kyrie's supposed to be that guy. Maybe you just look at that and say, the Mavs' strength is their offense. And these two games that they just played against good teams, Minnesota and Denver, their offense stalled out. That's not going to happen if Kyrie Irving is there, right? You can't imagine that it would. It only happened... In the Clippers game and the Pelicans game, where Kyrie was there and their offense stalled out. Cut it in half. So maybe they win one of those two games. Maybe they win the Nuggets or the Timberwolves game if Kyrie is there, based on that. If you just look at the difference between when the Mavs lose and their offense stalls out, or they lose when it's just their defense that fails them. They have to rely on their offense. It's just how the team is made up. But defensively, they've got to figure out how to not let the dam completely break and all that. How can they do it? Keep Lively healthy. <laughs> That's part of it. Although Lively has been part of a couple of games where the defense did, did completely break down. The Thunder game, he played in that one. The, the defense broke down. He played in the Kings, the Bucks, the Pelicans, and the Nuggets games. But those were four of the early losses in November. So with Lively, so, and we've, we've talked about Lively, and one of the things that he's really, really good at is learning, and learning and, and going forward. Taking something from one game, he plays Memphis the first time. Jaron Jackson Jr. drives on him three times. He fouls him all three times. The next time they play, Jaron Jackson Jr. tries to drive. Derek Lively defends him really well. He learns. And so maybe we're maybe this is a trend that we're seeing where if Derek Lively is involved, the defense isn't going to break down as easily against good teams. Because it's, you know, the since since the beginning of the season, those Games have been cut in half, basically. Now I'm starting to wonder if I'm making sense. <laughs> Did that last thing make any sense? Let me know. Let me know in the comment section. Another thing with the Mavs defense is opponents' three point percentage. This season, NBA teams are 51 and 116 when their opponents shoot 42 and a half percent or higher. That's a very specific number. I picked it for a reason. 51 and 116. They just get destroyed for the most part. 
when opponents shoot 42.5%. That was actually lower. That was actually a higher winning percentage than it has been in the past, which is kind of wild. In the past, like two years ago, teams only won like 20%. And then last year, it was like 23% when te- when, the, when their opponent shot 42.5% from three or higher. This season, in these eight losses that I've been talking about, the ones against good teams, team, you know, their opponent shot 42.5% from three in both Nuggets games, the Kings game, the Thunder game, and the Timberwolves game. You look at the Timberwolves game. The Mavs shot 22%. The Timberwolves shot 45% from three. And Kyrie was out. And you can kind of just look at that game and go, (laughs) wipe your hands and be like, hey, that's terrible luck. (laughs) One of those things doesn't, three of those things don't happen. Right? Kyrie does miss games. But if if Kyrie stays in the game and then the Mavericks hit a decent amount, not even their season average, just slightly below their season average from three, and the Timberwolves shoot just barely above their season average from three, the Mavs win that game. Sometimes just math. Especially when the Mavericks live and die by the three so much, right? And so you can go in and say, all right, let's change our whole offense. Let's get some guys that can create the mid-range shots and post shots. And they're trying to develop some of that. You see Grant Williams trying to do that. You see Derek Jones Jr. trying to drive to the basket. You see Exum starting to be a guy that drives to the rim and gets stuff done. You see Lively trying to post up. Luka has definitely been killing it in the mid-range. Kyrie's trying to add the mid-range to the Mavericks offense. Like there's guys that are trying to do those kind of things. But the Mavericks are not going to be one of these like motion, everybody cut. XM has started to add some cuts to the rim too. Kyrie will cut to the rim as well. That's been a big help. But they're not about to be the Warriors where they just move all around and then they find guys cut into the rim, create all this. Like they're just not that team. They're still going to be the five out or four out and one pick and roll guy. Luca has the ball. Kyrie has the ball. They create something, create a ton of open threes. And they've won a bunch of games doing that. But you look at some of these and you look at some of the, the reasons why they lost some of these games to good teams. And there are good, there, some of them are good reasons. Second night of a travel back to back against the Kings. And then the Kings also shoot, hit 17 threes on 42 and a half percent. You're not going to win that game. Which, te- which teams in the NBA win that game, right? You look at some of these other games. The, the, the Nuggets game the other night, the offense stalled out, the defense broke down, and the Nuggets shoot, shoot 54% from three. There's just a math problem going against you in that equation. I don't think it's changing who plays. I think Jason Kidd has done a fine job with who plays and what minutes and all that. Like I, there's not somebody I'm not sitting there. It's maybe one of the first times in the, in a season where I'm like, I'm not sitting here going, somebody's got to play more. They've got to play Curry more. They've got to play Hardy more. I think he's pulling the right lever, the right lever so far. The XM one was one early that I wanted him to play more. And he's, he's started to, I want him to play Omax more for the long-term development. I'm not really thinking about the short-term development. And I know some of you are going to say, what about Rashawn Holmes? I don't think he's fixing some of these things that you guys are, that we're pointing out here with some of these losses. So let me know what you think about uh, the Mavs losses. Why are they losing to good, to good teams? Do you think this is the best start to Luca's career? I appreciate everybody for sticking with me all the way through to the end. You're a real part of the raccoon squad tomorrow or Wednesday night. I'll be at the Clippers game. Uh, hopefully I'll definitely feel better by then. I've been improving the last two days. I'll be at the Clippers game. I've got stickers. I just ordered a whole bunch. Look at this pack. This is, I I got 500 more stickers because you know why? 
I ordered 300 of them the first time and I gave them all out. That's crazy. Over the course of like almost a year, I gave them all out to you guys. That's wild. Come see me at section 123 at a Mavs game. Appreciate you guys. Guys, thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.